The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 378. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders, Go Greg. Islanders. Oh, still right. doing that? Yo, my He's God. He's going to do it all. They just, that's, that's first, first down. down. That's first down. It's a different sport. Okay, yeah. uh, it's just the Nick Scarpino has infected yeah. my brain, sure. so at any time now. Icing. First down. The icing's a thing in hockey. It's uh, icing. That's icing? That's. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> there's no, there's no, no, no. That's what the refs do. I've seen yeah. it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. On their skates. They're skating around. Do you ever play uh, Blades of Steel? Of course. That was, that was a good game. That's oh, awesome what about game. ice hockey where they had the, the chubby kid and yeah, the, the ice hockey, kid? Yeah, ice hockey was the dynamic game. Which mm-hmm. is the one where Phil Hartman did the commercial for on Atari, right? Uh, no, he passed away. <laughs> yeah, but back then he was alive, though, <laughs> okay. doing commercials. For Atari? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you eventually. I'll find it when we it's get the go. my blood. All right. Over here, back in the never-rotating yeah. third chair, the best beard in the business, Marty Sleva. Yeah, I'm excited. You're back. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be here for the long haul now. You're here. This is it. I'm not. I don't have. You any brought your own planned. notepad. You're learning how to take notes. I got my notepad. I yeah. got my phone. My water. We got a thing that says for Colin. Yeah, that's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like yeah, like Colin's in like a 1950s noir yeah, detective right, movie. Right. Just throw this yeah. Manila envelope down. Like, there you uh, go. But yeah, no no trips planned till uh, Pax East. So you went here. to Japan. I'm going to Pax East. Yeah, I went to Sony in Japan. Oh, you're going to Pax East. Yeah, oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna be there. Together. Yeah, we Wait, are going to have a panel yeah. together. Yeah, that's Whatever. public. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There'll be other panels too. Those Excited. we can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, Tony, you went to Japan. Yeah, I went to Japan. I can't say uh, exactly what it was for. Uh, you'll know in a few weeks. Uh, what company I'm very excited for it. Uh, blank the first day, and the second day oh. we went to Sony Japan. Okay. Which was amazing. My to first see time blank. To see blank. The last blank. The last blank. <laughs> the last <laughs> blanking. A lot of people assumed it was The Last Guardian. Uh, did not see The Last Guardian. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Sony Japan. That office is yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's a really nice building. Yeah. Um, met Alan Becker, who's the uh, head of uh, Studio Japan there now. He used to be the head of Santa Monica. Yep. And like they, I'm looking at Colin. Like, they, they Colin, said, you know Colin knows. Yeah. Also, uh, they they based off the the, the uh, sitcom Becker was based on him. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that a dancing or a, da- or a no, danza? Was a, a dancing. That was a dancing. dancing. That okay. was a Ted. Do you guys have? I always have uh, the old like uh, dancing, dancing, danza, yeah. dancing. That's I've like never the, ever put them all into the, the same the sentence. Make like love that. to kill Mary. Oh, Mary yeah. Boff kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. That's oh, an old Mary Boff kill. It's a better TRL one. one. I tried to. Uh, I don't want to be vulgar. Yeah, that's the thing. Make yeah. lo- would you make love to them? <laughs> Murder or would you marry them? them? Or, marry them? <laughs> or would you have an... Uh, or would you... <laughs> till death do you part? <laughs> that was a weird uh, start. So how long were you in Japan? 
three days. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I loved. So did I, you get to do anything I, fun? Did you get to go eat? Yeah, yeah. I was there with uh, Caleb and uh, Caleb like Lawson, who's one of our video heads, and uh-huh. uh, our new guy, Zach Ryan. Oh, how's he doing? He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's super rad. Uh, huge podcast beyond fan. Oh, he's great. A consummate professional. Did you just practice the whole time? Did you just like walk like in the? Did you just in the car when you're driving around places just practice beyonding with him? I did, and yeah. he he was worried a couple times. I I yelled. I had to say beyond. To like yeah, of course, of course. Nice. Uh, got recognized that should be your crossing. That's awesome. Super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be your crossings that if you saw like lost in translation instead. Yep. Like the biggest intersection or possibly five. in the world or, or uh, the world ends with you on DS. Yes. The whole game takes place exactly. Um, yeah, it was right. A couple uh, IGN Beyond fans uh, came up to me nice. while we were shooting some B-roll. So. That's really cool. That's awesome. really cool. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, it's one of those like moments where it's just like, jeez. Oh, this is a weird this job. This is weird. It's yeah. a weird, yeah, weird, weird job. Cool. When will you be able to talk about these games for the public? Early uh, February. Oh, that's, Feb- not, that's not February. far away. February. 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 Uh, yeah, but it's a game I've been excited for for quite a bit, and uh, everything I saw was uh, just you know confirming my... Uh, expectations for the game so. oh okay that's what i like to hear yeah well welcome back yeah we're happy to have you How, are you tired are you jet lagged you got back yesterday right? yeah i got back yesterday uh no i i went out last night so got like an actual like i got back at four was super exhausted but went out and then sure. got a real night's sleep gotcha yeah i had an, uh, a sausage biscuit this morning from mm. uh mcdonald's i don't know if you guys i do know mcdonald's i've heard of that colin have you heard i'm familiar i'm familiar with that i don't yeah. know started in japan i believe started in japan mm-hmm. and now we're her I know, I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It is a product of IGN. If you'd like to get this show, you can get it each and every Tuesday in MP3 and video format on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, and podcast services around the world. I'll be interested to see if they make it this week. I've been, I, I don't have to edit anymore, so, so I just give them the files and walk away. And so like, have, they're not here on Monday. We have off, yeah, we have off Monday. Again, I, we're filming on the weekend. Yeah. So if last time we did this, you we we tried to pretend like we weren't. Yeah. And then you're like, well, in case news breaks, I'm like, what's well, gonna break? And then something did happen. <laughs> I forget what happened. There was some Sony announcement. Yeah. Anything could happen in the next three days. So. Yeah. Nobody's gonna not gonna do anything. Literally on MLK anything. Day. Literally. Sony's not gonna come out. Shoe's not gonna come out and yeah. say anything. No. I'll be doing that. Don't do that. Doing I think you see, I'm gonna be interviewing Shoe in a bit. I was supposed to interview him in Japan, but Japan. Got moved to like a week from now down in San Mateo, which is the, oh. J- the Japan of America. Mm. The Japan of America that's is San I, Mateo. That's, that's what they say. All right. Yeah. That's what they say. There might be an announcement out of uh, McDonald's of Japan. Da, 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 da. And the founder of McDonald's, Hideki McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hit all the bumps to do all the things. All right. So, first off, before we get to anything, yeah. We have a, we have an actual piece of mail here. Mm-hmm. This is from a gentleman named Benjamin Williams. I won't read his address. He sent it to the Beyond crew. On the back, he says, "Go Tigers, go Chiefs, go Royals." Yeah, these are Missouri references. Do you ever get worried that uh, Anthrax? Remember Anthrax? Yeah. Uh, how could I forget? Well, the the band from New York City. <laughs> are they from New York? Yeah. City? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, I get worried that Anthrax didn't come out of there. Nah. Or then bird, we'd be or news bird flu. Then, we'd be, then we would be... Uh, remember bird flu? Yeah, I do remember bird flu. Uh, this is a Christmas... Oh, he says stuff on the back. It says on the front, Merry Christmas, I praise and thank the Lord for you, in Christ, Benjamin Williams. Oh. And then it's a picture of what I assume to be his friends and family. Let's see if this back gives us any clues. Thank you for all the joy you bring to this world. It's beyond. Beyond. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Yeah. Beyond to you, oh, too. Nice, That's nice. You know, Christmas was a while ago, but I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll allow it. Okay. I haven't been in this office for a long time. Okay, I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably here like a month ago. I'm trying to read the postmark? No, he sent it on Christmas Eve. It's postmark Christmas Eve. Oh, you can't be sending things on Christmas Eve. Benjamin. So Benjamin. this is totally like he's talking to his wife, and he's like, man, we got a lot of cards left. And she's like, do you know anybody else? And he's like, oh, wait a second. All my favorite podcasts. My brother sent me his Christmas card this week. So got that uh, on two days ago. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. 
What a Deegan? I just tell you, what's his Dagan. problem? Deegan, what a jerk! Your brother's name's Deegan. Deegan, Deegan, like Deej, like I don't know why Bungie. you keep calling him that because it really like offends it. you. It's yeah, Deegan, D A G A N is his name. Yeah, it's That's Gaelic. It is Gaelic. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. We had Max filling last time. He had no idea. Oh, I listened to it. No, he was very idea. confused. He's tall. He's really tall. Yeah, he has nice jackets. He does. He dresses super nice. He's got a good style to him. He does. That's, you know what I mean? Like he he looks like a, what was the guy from, I'm thinking of from No More Heroes? Johnny Football, right? Oh no, uh, uh, Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown. Johnny, Johnny Football. Football. Hey, I was close. He was totally come close. on. That's generic I think name in football term. Yeah, that's Namath. <laughs> <laughs> John, Joe Joey. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Johnny Football. Johnny Menzel. Joe Namath. I see what you're talking about over here. Now we're looking it up. John Fox, Bears coach. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about him? Uh, I, I just like the fact that there's now a fox in the Bears den. Nah. I'm excited. I don't know. I guess, no one, they, I, guess exactly. I, I just looked up Joey Football Wiki just to see what would happen. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone actually called Namath actually called you know himself Joey, Joey Football. Virus, no? you know, Broadway <laughs> Joe, maybe. Broadway probably, Joe. There's uh, a good name. Joey Galloway was first. And then Joey Harrington. Remember Joey Harrington? I remember Joey Harrington. How did I forget Joey Harrington? Joey Blue Skies? I don't remember Joey Joey Harrington, Harrington was the... the uh, for a long time, he was the uh, he was drafted by the Lions, and he was their quarterback when they were awful. Oh. And he and they called him Joey Blue Skies because his he would always like have really positive things to say after a loss. <laughs> and then and then Joey Jones, and then Joe Montana football, and after that Joe Perry. Oh, Joe Perry, yeah, yeah. Joe Long and Joey Porter. Joe Perry's Aerosmith. Yeah. What the hell's happening? <laughs> he liked football. Well, once you get to that point, they're just putting words in your wiki page about oh, your man, thing. Look, he's got a he's got a mouse that's oh, like, yeah. separate from his laptop. Yeah. Colin is a he's a all-in-one office professional. Oh, Absolutely, wow. yeah. Uh, there are ten items on the list. A baker's dozen. I'm just gonna read them. Out. Let's see. Let's. I'm just going. Just gonna through, read them. I'm just gonna read them through. No commentary. No you commentary. Really, you usually do phones. You're doing a full laptop now. Yeah. Well, why not? You know, got yeah. the keyboard. Got the memory. Got the RAM. You have RAM. Got the browser. Okay. Uh, are you using uh, the uh, Alta, Alta Alta Vista. Yep. Alta uh, Yahoo Alta Vista and uh, translating everything through Babelfish. <laughs> Because I'm reading a Polish website. <laughs> I like uh, top telling. Uh, so I guess I guess the first the first story would be the top best selling games of 2014, uh, for December 2014, in the U.S. via MPD Group. Remember, this is retail only, not uh, not digital, mm-hmm. not worldwide. But these are the top 10 best selling games in December 2014 at retail in the United States. The all important month of December for holidays. Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare was number one. Grand Theft Auto Five number two. Madden NFL 15 number three. Super Smash Brothers number four, NBA 2K15 number five, Minecraft number six, Far Cry 4 number seven, Just Dance 2015 number eight, Destiny number nine, and FIFA 15 number ten. So no surprises there. Yeah, no surprises. Uh, I thought Smash Brothers had a really good showing. Yeah, it did, it yeah. did have a good. It did have a good showing. It's a good game. Of course, we don't. It's have a great game, but yeah. I didn't expect it to do that well sure. to be number yeah. four overall. I think it sold like almost two million copies. Good, something like that. Everybody should be playing Smash. Uh, Nintendo did release a statement, but I don't know where it is. I'd have to look for it. Oh, it's me, Nintendo. <laughs> Interesting stats uh, include the fact that uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare's best-selling SKU was 360. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Install-based BO. And with Xbox One being second, PS4, and PS3 being uh, third and fourth. GTA 5. So it stands to reason on that one that people are still, uh, you know how we are, I was talking about coming into it, that first off, it, it, Call of Duty is associated with Xbox. And so will that continue this generation? Oh, like I'm sure. Did, right? Does that uh, translate to Destiny as well? 
Destiny's uh, number nine best-selling copy was Xbox One, followed by 360, followed by PS4, followed by PS3. So that's crazy. But wasn't there shenanigans we were going through the other day? Yeah, this, this doesn't is... count. This doesn't count bundled in hard uh, software. Oh, yeah. So if you bought the Destiny bundle, gotcha, that gotcha. don't count. I did not buy that one. You should have. Uh, what? PS4? <laughs> what are you throwing away? You're making IGN Basically, money. Basically, <laughs> every game that's cross-platform sold best on a, a Microsoft platform, except for Far Cry 4, which sold best on PS4, and Just Dance 2015, which sold best on Wii. Good Period. job, ubiquitous software. <laughs> is that is that what it's supposed to be? Ubiquitous yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even really ever make that uh, connection. That connection. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, quick, uh, quick aside. Uh, when you combine PS4 and Xbox One sales for their first 14 months on the market with their respective first first 14 months of PS3 and Xbox 360 sales in the U.S., the new gen consoles are outselling their predecessors by a combined 65. percent That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best-selling games. MPD also released the best-selling games of 2014 in totality, so all 12 mm-hmm. months of the year. No real surprises here either, except for one, I think. Uh, in order, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare was number one. Madden NFL 15, number two, which is pretty high. Yeah. Destiny uh, is number three. Grand Theft Auto 5 is number four. Minecraft is number five. Super Smash Brothers is number six. And Super Smash Brothers sold better on 3DS than in, in Wii U. Install uh, base, in, yo. In, to- in totality. Yeah. NBA 2K15, number seven. Watch Dogs, number eight. FIFA 15, number nine. And Call of Duty Ghosts was number ten. The hell? <laughs> uh, again, no Assassin's you- Creed in there, right? Nope. Yeah. Mm. Again, if you look at... Uh, the, the few surprises for me are Madden, Madden being that high. Madden yeah. must have done extraordinarily well. Football is really like really people taking off a yeah. lot of people. They had that awesome Kevin Hart commercial. Um, I love that commercial. Was that the same commercial about what Dave was Franco? Com- no, it was there was a commercial like that was started airing like mid to late season where it was like really like it was all about the bad teams in the NFL. So it was like the Jets, the oh. Jaguars, the Raiders, and everything. Yeah. And like really, so it showed like all these glamorous shots of them winning. Yeah, yeah. basically like uh, Vic, Vic in the end zone doing like a snow angel and stuff like that. It was <laughs> it was actually really funny and clever. Uh, Destiny being number three surprised me. I would have made the assumption that that might have challenged Call of Duty, yeah. but apparently not. Yeah, I mean, uh, for your debut, right? Yeah, Good job, Activision. Yeah, two out of the top three. You know what, Activision? Yeah, you're gonna they, be they something someday. Win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Minecraft being holding at number five. The saturation point for that game still is not hit. Uh, That's insane to me. NBA 2K15, not surprising being at number seven. That was the best-selling game of the month, I think, in October or November, which mm-hmm. is surprising. Watch Dogs uh, held in there. FIFA 15, obviously, is huge. Uh, Ghosts, so making it surprise me, sold best on 360 and PS3. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of those, uh, I mean, most of those games are are late 2014 games. Most uh, of them are like uh, September, October, November games. Yeah, the only early game is uh, Watch, Watch Dogs and Minecraft. And Minecraft which, is, yeah, it was yeah, always which there. is everywhere all the time. And yeah. Call of Duty Ghost is technically an early game too because it was, it was, it was last year. Game. Who the hell was buying that this year? It's I mean, it's still best on 360 and PS3. It's people who are still yeah. just like you know that don't they went, care. They it, went to their shop codes, their local shop. They codes. did go to their shop codes. They're Win Dixies, <laughs> and they were like, you know, what's the latest greatest Call of Duty? And they're like, this one on the Xbox 360 yes. is. Yeah, I think that happens. I think we. I'll never forget when I'd been working here for a few years, mm-hmm. and I went back to some family gathering in Missouri, and like it was like you know the kids who are kind of into games but not great, and they got a uh, they got a it would have been what a PS2, mm-hmm. and it was like already two years into the PS3, yeah. and they were so excited. And you're like, man, people still buy this. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about that. Like this is still a thing for new people that get yeah. on board with. And then they played Rogue Galaxy. Oh, all day. I like that game. That's what they played. Yeah. Uh, specifically, that was the that, only the, game that was the fifth level. I was like, the that first was the thing fifth you got to get is right. Oni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oni. I saw level five's building from a window. Oh, nice! I looked out Did a window. You, like, press your hand at the glass. Yes. Did you see Nino Kuni two on a screen? Uh, I played yeah. Dark Cloud four. Oh, nice! I I so Dark Cloud three is not even a thing though. So you no, they, you went right to you went yeah. right to four. That's how they're that's how they're gonna set the world on fire when they come back. Uh, just real quick for publishers. Uh, 
it looks like Activision had three games, uh, including two of the top se- three best-selling yeah. games. Uh, and number 10, obviously, EA looks like it's on here twice with mm-hmm. Madden and FIFA. Yubi's on here once with Watch Dogs and then 2K with NBA, Nintendo with Smash. So there is a first-party game on here. Minecraft, I guess, is technically a first-party so game as well. So NPD doesn't uh, factor in digital games, correct? correct? Nope. Do you think, like, how different would it be? How different would this list be if you factor in digital games? And even, like, PC games, like... Right, 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 right. That's, yeah, it's fascinating to think about. And what yeah. I, I think Destiny would come up a lot. Like, you know, the PlayStation Network put out this thing yeah, yeah. saying, hey, here's what the best-selling games for the year were. And, mm-hmm. like, Destiny's right at the top, right? Or right below the top. We'll get there. Don't, don't, I'm don't, sorry, everybody. I'll be quiet. Don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder. I was mad about something. I, in the mad beginning, I wanted to... Sh- mad about you. What a, that was another one of those shows that ran forever. Yeah. And like no one remembers it now. No, no. one no one thinks about it. No. I think about it all the time. I dream about Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt though. Yeah. Remember when they did a reality show from the house? And, and Murray, like, do you cameras? dream about Murray? The dog? <laughs> oh, the little pup. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna tell you or show you something during this Roper report, I remember, and then I can't remember what I was gonna find mm-hmm. you anymore. It was something stupid, but yeah. I don't know. Was it Japan related? Japan. I can't remember. Does that have something to do with the McDonald's Corporation? No. What is it? Hedduki? Hedduki McDonald's. Is that Hedduki like a little like a little Hedduki? Yeah. A little Hedduki. I was just thinking when I came up, I was like, oh, this would be a funny joke. And I was like, what's just a name, a Japanese name I've heard often? And Hideki was the first one that came up. Yeah. Because Hideki Matsui, of course, was one of our heroes on the Yankees. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, uh, as Greg already alluded to, uh, released the top te- uh, best-selling digital games on PlayStation platforms mm-hmm. uh, for the year 2014, uh, posted by our friend Justin over at PlayStation Blog. Uh, so these are the top 10 best-selling PS4 games digitally, Ooh. and then we can try to factor in how they might affect overall the sales. sales. Yeah. Let's be analysts. Uh, number one was Destiny. Number two was Grand Theft Auto V. Number three was Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Number four was Minecraft. Number five, The Last of Us Remastered. Number six, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Number seven, Battlefield 4. Number eight, Infamous Second Son. Number nine, Watch Dogs. Number 10, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes. Now, something, I, I didn't realize this until after I read it some time ago, a little distressed about something, but there's no digital games on here. These are actually all retail yeah, games. There's now, no, like, transistor. That's the power of the PS4. But, so this is, a, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing in that people are actually really are buying their game, like, their retail games digitally yeah. now, which is awesome. They're moving towards the digital future. Exactly. As we predicted years ago. And as everyone else also predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all those guys. Uh... But yeah, no, like just download only games. Like Transistor is a good example yeah. of a game that you know you might expect to have done well. So, but I mean, we know the numbers on Transistor, right? Six hundred thousand across yeah. all platforms. So yeah. let's say it was half and half. Three hundred thousand on PS4, or is that including Steam? That, I think. I it's, mean, it's oh, only, it's I'm only sorry, PS4 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, PS4 yeah. and Steam. So there you go. Three hundred thousand. Like you got to imagine, like people, more than three hundred thousand people are buying what's the last one there? Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. Kind of surprised Ground Zeroes is on there. I don't know why. Wasn't that the only way to get it? Or no, was it? There was a bot. There was was there a box copy? copy? Yeah. If you, it feels like a game they t- they pushed really hard for digital. They did, and everyone was like, "Hey, this game is you know not two big." Hours long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for PS3, uh, mine, the top ten was Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto V, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, Destiny, Battlefield 4, Tokyo Jungle was that was no! crazy. What? Metal Gear Solid Five: Ground Zeroes, Need for Speed: Most Wanted, South Park: The Stick of Truth, and Terraria. Good for Tokyo Jungle. So that wasn't ter- there some crazy sale happen? on there Tokyo? Must have been, Tokyo Jungle is awesome. Yeah, game. that was uh, camp. It was, it was camp. Yep. It's an acronym. I don't know what it's like acronym for, but it's an acronym. Yes. Uh, yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. They're internal. They were in that building yeah. that you were you mm-hmm. were you were in. Was seeing, it crispy? Seeing game was that the crispy was yeah. The... Crispy had something to yeah. do with it too. Yeah. They, there's a lot of like collaboration going on with a lot of the j- smaller Japanese studios. Like yeah. uh, Freedom Wars was Shift and Dimps and Studio yeah, Japan. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so good for Tokyo Jungle being at number six. That's a, if you guys haven't played that game, you really should. It's a really. Must have been a Battlefield sale too, because that seems like a weird. Because Battlefield came out last October. Right. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Vita. Uh, number one, Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. I cannot really, believe it. Like, uh, I, I can believe it. People were really excited about that game, uh, and Vita fans are, are really are tuned into that. I believe they just announced a new Sword Art Online Vita game, which I would not be surprised if you And what, what is Sword it's Art like Online? Hat, Sword Art right? Online, yeah, it's an, well, it's an anime in Japan about kids that are stuck in an MMO. Okay. So, anime is a Japanese cartoon. Thank you. Yeah. And like an the, MMO like is? Thomas and Jerry. Uh, an MMO is a, it's just a MMO. Oh okay, is it good? Is it was it fun? I thought it was. Uh, apparently the game play is like really good. That apparently the localization is disastrous. Like it, it's supposed to be like really I'm bad. Like like NES or SNES era like bad localization. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I mean I don't. Is it like action based? What's going on? What is happening? Is it like you know? Is it like a turn based RPG? Is it like an action? No, I think it's an action RPG. Okay. It sounds like something I'd want to play. Greg wants to play it. Uh, it's so as far as I understand, I'm looking up. I'm looking up. That's a hearty Vita case. Yeah, that's where you keep uh, tobacco when you're on your. This is one. This route. is one of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Waterfield Waterfield Designs. I think okay. it's SF Designs. Maybe I don't know. We did an unboxing video, me and Anthony, back in the day. But yeah, it's really good. It's got yeah. that hard leather top. Oh, gameplay according to Wikipedia says the game has over 100 recruitable characters, which can be chosen to accompany the player in the game's dungeons. Gameplay combines elements of MMORPG, albeit in a simulated fashion, and it is not an online game, though it does include limited multiplayer via ad hoc for up to four players, as well as elements of dating sim. What? I like dating sims. The game sold. Uh, let's see. Here's what here's what it says for reception. So we can we can we can unpack this. Okay. Oh. And we can actually also all right. So. The game sold 145,029 physical retail copies within the first week of release in Japan, topping the Japanese software sales for the for that week, slightly outselling its predecessor, Infinity Moment. Blah, blah, blah. By July 2014, it outsold the previous game's total copies sold domestically, which is roughly 200,000 copies, and sold more than 280,000 copies in Japan by December 2014. The game was a top-selling digital Vita game on both the European region and North American region PlayStation Store in August and September 2014, which added up to more than 450,000 copies sold worldwide. As of December 2014, one of these approximately 90,000 copies were sold in Asia and 70,000 copies were sold in North America. So that shows you that digital sales of a game that sold 70,000 copies was the best-selling Vita game. In that's North not, America, there's something, there's, but there's something but wrong. That doesn't, that, that sound, doesn't right, sound right. Minecraft sold more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone who has a Vita should have bought Minecraft. So there, yeah, there's something not right about that. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So as far as how it is, the game received a Famitsu review score of 3240, which is actually pretty bad for Famitsu. An import review by PlayStation Lifestyle gave the Japanese version a game rating of nine of ten. Blah, blah, blah. Following its release in the West, the game received mostly positive reviews. Destructoid gave the game a rating of 710, noting that the game is solid and provides a fun experience, however, it may lack replay value. I love the fact that we just quoted Destructoid. <laughs> While Gaming Age, yeah, Gaming Age gave the game a B score, praising the game's environment and mechanics, although noting that the camera controls feel flawed. What did IGN give it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure we, we did, did review it. Did we? we did? Yeah, we did. Absolutely. I made sure of that, actually, because I, I, I had to convince people. I was like, this game is, I think, going to be fairly big. significant for Vita. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I have it. I just haven't played it. Um, is so it an yeah. actual online game, or is it... It's not online. To, what a, Sword Art Online is the anime. Sure, that's... And it's based... Uh, Sword Art Online is the fictional MMO. Um, but yeah, that I'm can I'm be I'm in confusing. a black hole of IGN. I can't... <laughs> I don't know no what is Wi-Fi, happening right No now. Wi-Fi is reaching this My PlayStation. Wife. Anyway, the, the rest of the top-selling... All right, so Vita, Vita top-selling wow. games. Sword Art Online was number one. Number two is Minecraft. Number three, Killzone Mercenary. Number four, Dragon Ball Z Battle of oh Z. God. 
Number five, Final Fantasy X, X2 HD Remaster. Nice. Number six, Terraria. Number seven, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Number eight, The Walking Dead, the complete first season. Number nine, Injustice Gods Among Us. And number 10, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate. What a motley crew of games. Hey, man. They're doing what they can with these right games. And then quickly, PlayStation Classics. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was number one. Crash Bandicoot was number two. Crash Bandicoot 2 was number three. Crash Bandicoot 3 was number four. <laughs> Bully was number five. Spyro the Dragon was number six. Crash Team Racing, number seven. Legend of Dragoon, number eight. Final Fantasy VII, number nine. And Grand Theft Auto Vice City was number ten. I love that you have all the information there for the top Vita downloads. And it's this game, Sword Art Online. And I go to top downloads, and it's Kills and Mercenary, Walking Dead, Spelunky, T- Terraria. I'm like, where's the, the game you're talking about? I want to buy it. Well, it's overall that might be right now. What's up? Do you uh, do you play uh, Legend of Dragoon? Uh, yes, I uh, think I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. I just I think the like one of the great uh, American cons is us tricking ourselves into thinking that was a good game because mm. I do not like that game at all. Yeah, I mean I don't remember it well enough. I, I feel like it, that and Chrono Cross were games that I believe a buddy of mine was playing um, that I like played along with him and sat around with him. Buddy of mine that. Uh, we just kind of bonded with video games, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't remember vi- them either. Like either of them vividly, other than that they were just late PS One games. Yeah, um, was very late. And that uh, specifically with Dragoon, the only thing I remember about it now, having not seen it or played it in fourteen or fifteen years, is yeah. uh, that uh, Shu worked on it. That's right. I think he was the producer. Long load times. I've been, there's all these games I'd love to go back and play and experience again and yeah, see all the way through that were like these touchstone kind of games, yeah. but I just don't have any time. I was all down to buy this, and now it's 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's a huge <sighs> game. I'm sure we can, uh, sword you can borrow mine or whatever. All right. Borrow his sword art. Let's move on. You have a new message. Wait, is this now number two? This is, I don't know what this is, because I, I haven't written any of this down. I'm just okay, reading the stories. Uh, this next story, written by Brian Albert, our friend Brian Albert, says, Strong Uncharted, Uncharted like 4 won't be 60 frames per second if it harms the quote-unquote player experience. His story reads as such, Uncharted 4's game director, Bruce Straley, says the game won't run at 60 frames per second if it harms the player's experience. In the latest issue of Edge, Straley said the Uncharted 4 demo we saw last year was running at 30 frames per second, though the game is achieving a higher overall uh, number overall. Quote, we're actually going above 30, but we locked it for the demo. We're going to do whatever it takes to make the game we really want we want to make. If it means we could go for 60 but lose something that would really impact the player's experience, then it's our choice as developers to say, well, we're going to we're going to the experience over 60 frames. Um, for context, uh, every PS3 Uncharted game ran at 30 frames. The re-release of Last of Us ran at 60 frames if you wanted it to. Uh, so that's weird, basically though. it. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Just maybe because we're not used to it, but sure. we knew it as something. Now, this is a great argument that people have, which is that frame rate ex- affects gameplay. And I, I, I agree, but I don't really agree. I think that in Twitch shooters and stuff like that, high frame rates obviously matter a great mm-hmm. deal. I actually don't really think or care about frame rate ever. So, like, yeah, no, no, like, no. I, I, like, I really just see frame rates as, and I think I really do think most people see them this way. Because um, I don't, I can't, I can't look at something and be like, "That's 25 frames a second. That's 38 frames." I just can't right, see right, it. Right, I don't right. see it. Yeah. What I can tell you is that when someone, I'm like, the frame rate's bad. The frame rate's decent. The frame rate's good. The frame rate's uh, you can kind of tell when something runs like really high frame rate. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. And when I and, and as long as the frame rate isn't sluggish, I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't matter. Uncharted is a, is a fantastic series running at 30 frames a second. The shooting's fine. Yeah. Um, so, but to each his own, I know some people are very passionate about that issue. Weirdos. Colin. Passionate. Yes. There's a lot of passion about this Uncharted 4 business. 
Like the passion from DWS, the destroyer. I thought you were going to say, like, the passion of the Christ. <laughs> DWS to me means Debbie Washerman Schultz, who's the Democratic uh, chairman for the, Demo- or the, par- the party chairman. You're such for the- a nerd. God, you're a nerd. Because all the blogs <laughs> Shut call- up, nerd. Because all the politics blogs call her DWS. That's cool, I guess. Nerd. <laughs> uh, he writes in to beyondthedigen.com just like you can. It says, Dear Mr. Miller, Dr. Moriarty, and the never-rotating third chair, Marty Sleever. Ah! I can't be the only person who is very skeptical about Uncharted 4's apparent 2015 release date. It makes sense that Naughty Dog and Sony would announce and push for a 2015 release as... The prospect of a new Uncharted will sell systems. But if the rumors are to, believe, to be believed, the early build of Uncharted 4 was mostly scrapped and started from scratch late last year due to some internal issues at Naughty Dog. Also, the recent gameplay revealed, which looked fantastic by the way, did look distinctly like an extremely well-polished pre-alpha build, the kind they'd used to test stuff like foliage and AI. All that compiled with the fact that several high-profile PS4 games have already been suffering delays and Naughty Dog titles always have impeccable high standards leads me to think that we won't see Uncharted 4 until sometime in 2016. Are these concerns warranted, and do you think a 2015 release date is realistic? Sincerely, Debbie Washington Schultz, The Destroyer. That was her name? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. The Destroyer. I was close, though, huh? We talked about this last week. Uh, the fact that I had the belief that Uncharted 4 will not come out in 2015. That is my, one of my predictions. I also don't think Zelda will come out this year. Oh, yeah, no way. Zelda, yeah. okay. <laughs> have they even said 2015 for that? They have. They did, yeah. Should I double or nothing my Jose Secotero belt? Two- be- you have a steak with hair belt? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get off that one. Uh, no, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it will make it this year. Uh, Uncharted? Yeah, neither do I. Um, which is fine. I mean, I my whole thing now is you know I'm fine. Just delay the game. It's fine. Right. It's just make it a good game. I'm. I'm there's I, more than enough to play. I do not. I think that unlike, we always talk about the Arkham Knight delay being like, okay, you guys knew you were not hitting that. Sure. I think Naughty Dog is 1,000% pushing for 2015, uh, probably already crunching, working insane hours, doing all these amazing things. But I think they're going to get to that point somewhere in the summer, maybe somewhere in like September. Yeah. Just be like, this, this, we can't, we need more time. Yeah. We don't want to put out a product that isn't what we sure. want. Just like they did with Last of Us, where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. it sucks to do this, but blah, 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 blah. We're pushing it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, being a part of, you know, Having Sony at your back—that's uh, you can get a lot of external development. You know, you can you can offload a lot of uh, certain key parts of development to other studios to right. You know, outside sources. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, we saw it running the game. You know, look great at PSX, obviously, yeah. but it also that, seemed it, like a very vertical slice, right? Yeah, like exactly. here's what we want to show you right now, exactly. and there's so many other things to do there. I think yeah. that yeah, I think that I I'll go back to all the time with like Neil and Bruce are amazing game creators, yeah. amazing game developers. Yeah. And I think it would be foolhardy to say that, all right, Amy's leaving the project. You guys are now in charge of the project. And them to come in and be like, all right, well, we aren't going to make any changes. And this is the game, and we're going to go through it. Like, they come in, and they need to be creative. They need to change things. They yeah, need to, yeah. It's like with you and beyond, and when we're gone, right? Sure. You're going to yeah. come in with a new team and need to make it your own. You can't mm-hmm. just be like, well, we'll keep running with the yeah, 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 with yeah. everything that's worked I'm for work on the Greg Miller impression. Exactly. You know? No, no, no. you got to come in and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that losing all those people basically a year ago, or starting to lose people, yeah. mainly Amy last, this time last year, is like where it all starts where it's like, I think they redid a lot of that game, and I have yeah. no proof. I have, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Scuttlebutt one day, I'm sure, will come uh, surface on everything that happened sure. internally. But for right now, yeah, I, I, I think that game went through a major overhaul, mm-hmm. and I think that that's going to lead to it needing to be pushed. Then Colin. what do you think the... Oh, no, I, I mean, I agree. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm sure that they intend to do it. I don't yeah. think it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, that studio is known for crunching. So, so if it slips, what's the uh, tentpole PS4 game this fall? 
something we don't announced. something we don't know yet. Probably yeah. they better hope they. I mean, have it something. has to be something we don't know yet because yeah. yeah. Everything That'd be we question, know is coming we, out the first half of the year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What would you have in your chamber? Yeah. Hopefully you think that, like we're, we've are we talked about before, and this sucks because it's not really a thing, but like an Uncharted collection. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't get everybody excited, but it gets some but people sort excited. Of like, yeah, like and the Master does, Chief collection. It does get yeah. you ready for it. But yeah, that, you know what I mean? That wasn't, it's not the exact same thing because like Master Chief was so much, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Over so many generations. Yeah. Whereas this one's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, remember These those games. Ape Escapes? Oh my God, I don't they came back. There was a boy with it a could, there, was an, there was a new Ape Escape game like... Uh, 2010 or 2011. Yeah. Uh, that's three. Yep. Oh wow. That's cool. what they were teasing with uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yep. That was the chance for everybody to get their own game again. Medieval, the Ape Escapes. Did work. I'm surprised yeah, they actually yeah. haven't gone back to something like Medieval yet, and and uh, and really tried to do something like you can do something with that. Oh that yeah, franchise. absolutely. You can do something with Ape Escape too. You can uh, do a lot of things with a lot of things. <laughs> quick, I'm saying. quick news: Resident Evil Revelations uh, Two, which is episodic. Um, will be pushed back a week. Uh, it's first episode, so therefore pushing back every other episode uh, a week. So uh, domino effect. They the call story it. Uh, by Jenna Pitcher on IGN says Capcom is delaying its upcoming episodic horror adventure uh, by one week for quote polishing work and gameplay optimization end quote. And optimization is spelled with an S, which really frustrates the shit out of me. That's because she's Australian. <laughs> uh, originally scheduled for a February 17 release, the first episode is now scheduled to launch on February 25th worldwide. That's February 24th for North America. Uh, and will be on PS3, PS4, as well as Xbox One, Xbox 360, and Steam. And she has forgotten to say that it's also going to be on Vita. Uh, Capcom or for- did she? Dun, dun, dun. Capcom- yeah, the Xbox. I think it's day- <laughs> trying to ruin this system. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's day and date with Vita. They, they announced it at PSX. I don't you know. That's how Telltale that- usually talks to. And then we never see their games come to Vita. We'll see. So later. just in case you're looking forward to that game, just to you know, temper your expectations in terms of timing. Uh, other quick news is uh, the new Tukaiden game, Kiwami, was announced for PS4 and Vita. comes out this March. That's uh, the best-selling Vita game um, of all time, I believe, um, for Japan. Um, and uh, did pretty well here, too. It's a monster hunting game. Uh, it will be on PS4 and PS Vita. Same uh, game? Uh, like cross, cross save it, and shit? It's, it, looks, it says it's called here the expanded version. <laughs> Um, it will be available March 27, 2015 in Europe, March 31st, 2015 in North America. Um, so yeah, it just seems like the expanded version and showcase on Includes the original Age of Demons, which is the original game, and a brand new story, new weapons, new Oni, new Matama, of which there are now over 100, along with new Slayers, more moves, and twice as many stages. Ooh, I, wanted, twice I want a new Oni, so that's good. Yeah, it's about time we got a new Oni. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next story is from Jimmy Champagne. It's about Jimmy Yacht, Champagne. About Yacht Club Remember Games. His dad? Yeah, Mr. Champagne, a podcast beyond vet. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Yacht Club Games, specifically about Shovel Knight, which was uh, 2014's game of the year. Uh, developer Yacht Club Games has revealed that the first DLC for Shovel Knight will be a new campaign featuring the Plague Knight boss as a playable character, which is pretty cool. Uh, the pedal, uh, quote, the pedal is on the proverbial metal for on Plague Night. We are working full time on update content, Plague Night body swap mode, and battle mode, and it's shaping up to be battle amazing. Mode. The Plague Night campaign will be the first content release, and it's feeling like a whole new adventure already. A new relic system, new characters and bosses, remix content. Uh, it said Yacht Club in a Kickstarter update. Uh, as you guys know out there already, probably if you are watching PSX or listening to Podcast Beyond, uh, Shovel Knight will come early this year, maybe within the next month or two, mm-hmm. uh, to PS4, PS3, and Vita. It has that Kratos. Yep, Kratos is in it. Yeah. Kratos from God of War. <laughs> uh, weird tangent. I played uh, Severed for the first time at CES. Oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a video game. Do you, you like it? Yeah. I okay, it. good. Yeah, yeah I'm a big right. fan. All right. Yeah. Super excited for that. Yeah, very, I'm very excited about that one as well. Yeah. Good taste. That drink box. They're uh, so good. They're so good. So they're, really good. good. they're really good. Yeah. I saw this, which was weird. I, I didn't, uh, I actually hadn't heard of this until I just was reading the news this morning. Uh, this one is by David Whitmer. Uh, he wrote the story for IGN. It says, Developer Starbreeze AB announced today that they have sold their adventure game, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, to 505 Games. 
The game, which reportedly had, has sold roughly 800,000 units since its release in 2013, went for $500,000. The sale includes ownership of all trademarks and domain names associated with the title. The independent Swedish company wrote that they feel the game, quote, can be best nurtured under a new owner, end quote, and that they will continue developing games along more expansive lines. Okay. 505 Games, a worldwide publisher responsible for titles like Terraria, Sniper Elite, 2, uh, Sniper Elite 3, Payday 2, and Naughty Bear, so that the acquisition follows their stated goal of owning and controlling their own IP. The team from Starbreeze AB, responsible for the adventure game, recently announced that their founding of Haze Light Studios, and that they were working on a new unspecified game in partnership with EA. The new studio's stated goals are to create original, mature, story-driven content. So they probably just don't need it anymore. It's, yeah. It sold 800,000 copies, so just getting rid of the it's IP. It's just a weird... You don't hear that many stories like that these yeah. days, that this is what's happening. Yeah. You're, getting out, you're t- selling off your IP that was successful and won all these Game of, game of the you know, Awards I can't or whatever. imagine a sequel, like... Right? No. Sisters. A Tale of Two Sisters. A Tale of Two Sisters. Uh, I could see that coming to new gen, or current gen, or whatever the hell we're calling it now. I could see them doing like a PS4 and an Xbox One version of uh, Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, also, we saw that, what was it, Haze Light? We saw that at the VGAs, or the GAs, right? Haze Light, there was, like was a, that? That's there was the, a super short TV. The other first-person game where you're running around doing stuff? No, that was Tacoma, the Steve game. No, I know that one. Then there was another one that, um, which one was Haze Light? We didn't. We don't know what it was. It was just uh, the, the, the the brothers guy, Jonathan Frayers. Oh, yeah. Frayers. Frayers. Corn fritters. Corn fritters. <laughs> Colin, you can continue. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I love talking about corn fritters. <laughs> At uh, 10:30 in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, next story is Watch Dogs Dev admits game is flawed. Sequel to take risks. Subhead: There's a lot of room for improvement. In quotes. A uh, story from Luke Carmali reads, Watch Dogs creative director has admitted the action-adventure game was not perfect, quote, in any way, end quote, promising a sequel would take more risks. Speaking to Games TM, Jonathan Morin admits that there's certain there's certainly problems with the original title before saying the developer won't rest on its laurels when it comes to making a sequel. Quote, I don't think Watch Dogs is perfect in any way, and there's a lot of room for improvement. But you don't always see this when, it, when you ship a game. We deliver what we believe the brand should be at the time. But afterward, when you, look, when you cool down after five and a half years of, devel- of development... Five and a half years? Which is unbelievable. It took them that long to make that game. And yeah. take your vacations and pay pe- and people play the game. Certain elements become clear. They let you continue to bring what you envision to the next level with the fans, included this time, which is re- where I think it really gets interesting. When you start a new project and new IP, it's a blank page, and everything you do is what you do- want to do with it. With a sequel, there is more pressure to push a brand forward, and we now have to appeal to fans in a new way. We have to give the development team something hard to do. If we don't, they could fade out which means you don't benefit from their knowledge or they will leave. Our team is really assimilated with the, with the challenge we have, and who knows where it will lead us next, end quote. Uh, Watch Dogs 2 hasn't been officially announced, uh, but clearly they're working on it. So, Which yeah. is exciting. For me, this is a very much Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2 thing. Where I yeah. played a little bit of Assassin's Creed, I was like, eh, I see where you're going, not my thing. Same thing happened with Watch Dogs. Yeah. And then I loved Assassin's Creed 2, yeah. sat there platinum and had a great time. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward Perfect to that concept. Uh, yeah, I have I've no, I mean, obviously, Watch Dogs 2 is being... Developed currently, of course, and I have yeah. no idea, or I have no doubt when it comes out that it's going to be, uh, it's going to take what worked in the original Watch Dogs and push it a lot further. And it's, sure, it's, sure, it's sure, sure. Be give you a little more freedom, let you yeah. get a, use the powers a little differently. Yeah, that was sort of the, uh, I don't know, in my opinion, that was well, last gen so many series. Like I think in, uh, Infamous Two did exactly that. Uh, Uncharted oh, Two yeah, did yeah. exactly that. Uh, I mean, Mass Effect Two is a little bit different just because it sort of changed the genre up a little bit. It made it better. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, we. You can you can play test as much as you want, mm-hmm. and that's great. But actually, getting into the hands of the consumers and getting feedback from thousands of people, you know what I mean? That's that really can yeah. change everything, make it what you want it to be. Two more stories. One is from uh, Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock. 
So as Turtle Rock addresses community concern about evolved DLC model, Turtle Rock's number one rule for DLC is never split the community. Jenna Pitcher wrote, Turtle Rock Studios has taken to its community forums to explain the content and pricing models of Evolve's downloadable content following fans' vocal criticisms online. Publisher 2K recently, re- recently revealed Evolve's various pre-order editions, its post-launch content, and hunting season pass. The pre-purchase packs and DLC options feature post-launch content of two extra monsters, monster skins, and several new playable hunters. Some members of the community suggested that the developer was splitting the completed game apart and spinning it off as payable DLC. DLC. Turtle, Rock co- Turtle Rock co-founder Phil Robb took to its community forums to explain that this is incorrect. None of the planned DLC hunters or monsters will be done, including the behemoth, when Evolve launches next month. The developer had decided to make a budget to make a budget to developer the this is the developer had decided to make a budget to developer. The developer had decided to make a budget to develop the leftover monster and hunters designs as DLC towards the the end of the game's development. (laughs) Uh, Quote from Rob A lot of folks seem to be under the impression that we've all I can't read today. Why can't I read today? You're fine. You, you've, your brain's it's really languishing. Been a, it's really been a busy couple of weeks, I guess. Quote, <laughs> a lot of folks seem to be under the impression that we've got all of this content done and we shave off a hunk to sell separately. The only exception to this might be some skins that we're working on now while we wait for all the final stages of packaging, manufacturing, etc. to finish. If we thought we could have finished all these monsters and hunters for ship, we would have put them in the box. Keep in mind, we pretty much have to have the game done about two to three months before it's available to you guys. We can keep fixing bugs and such, but content is locked. The bundles that include fourth and fifth monsters, hunters, etc. just means that when they are done, and we put them out, you get them. So if you're concerned about that, there's an ex- he talks about it extensively. You can read the story on IGN. Jenna Pitcher wrote it. Uh, it's called Turtle Rock Addresses Community Concern About Evolved DLC Model. You can find it on IGN.com. How do you feel about this, Colin? Uh, I don't know. I have no problem. I mean, I, I, have, I really have no personal problem with developers saying, like, we're making the game and we're making DLC even at the same time. Like, yeah. it's their prerogative. I really don't. I really, I understand why people would think that, like, they're not getting their money's worth when there's DLC, but that's not necessarily true. It's all it's a game by game basis, yeah. you know. Like, uh, there's nothing wrong with DLC, and clearly, a lot of people hate DLC, and that's fine. I don't often, or really, almost ever buy DLC. I the buy ex- story DLC all the time. I love yeah, story, story DLC. DLC is fine, like Fallout or Skyrim or whatever. Batman. But, um, but generally, I don't buy it. But clearly, people are buying it, so um, they're doing what makes sense. Yeah, there's a financial reality to making games. People have to yep. kind of wrap their heads around that, and especially when you try to trade them in. The promise yeah, exactly. of yeah. DLC keeps you from trading your game in and lets people buy new copies, which benefits the developers. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, a uh, story from Vicky Blake on IGN reads, UK, UK man arrested in relation to PSN and Xbox Live DDoS attacks. UK and US cybercrime teams unite to arrest suspect. An 18-year-old British man has been arrested in relation to the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live DDoS attacks at Christmas. The man is accused of unauthorized, and unauthorized is spelled with an S. Spelled with a Z. All right, it's they don't have Z's in other countries. Access to computer material following the attacks that disrupted Microsoft's and Sony's online services over the holiday period. He is also accused of knowingly providing false information to law enforcement agencies in the U.S. The arrest came as part of a joint operation between the Southeast Regional Organized Crime Unit, the Northwest Regional Crime Unit, the National Cyber Crime Unit, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's like the Justice League teaming up with the Avengers, teaming up with the Justice other Justice League Avengers. Task Force, <laughs> X-Force. Uh... <laughs> And that's it for the news. Now, before you even ask me what's coming out this week, I can't tell you because it's Saturday and we have no idea what's coming out. Sorry. Is there the, drop, the drop comes on Sundays. Dying Light's next week, right? Dying, Light's... Dying Light, yeah, this week's yeah. 7th. Um... Ironclad Tactics comes to PS4 for sure on uh, Tuesday. I don't know what that means. That's a Civil War, <laughs> I don't know what that a Civil means. War strategy game. Actually, it actually looks really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah, Ironclad Tactics is out. Saints Row, Get Out of Hell. Mm-hmm. Comes out. You guys played that? Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. 
No. It's more Saints Row. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's an expansion, standalone expansion, which yeah. is nice. So it's just like you know, uh, what do you call that? Standalone expansion, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we go to hell, do it's stuff. You yeah. get the superpowers. It's funny. It's got a whole bunch of different people in there. You got William Shakespeare's in hell. Oh, I wouldn't oh, I want to know more about that. that. Oh, you'll find out. Oh, oh well. Science Puzzler Splice coming to PS4, PS3 on January 20th, according the to the PlayStation Store. Science Puzzler Splice. Grim Fandango's in two weeks. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... That's, that's basically it. Ooh, ah. Banana, na, na. Do, 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 do. I'm so excited for oh, Grim Fandango. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. You gonna, play, a, you gonna platinum it? I'm gonna... Yeah, probably. I mean, I can't imagine I wouldn't. Yeah? I'm good at that game. I do I do the puzzles, and I uh, I talk to people, and I laugh. I'm looking for... I never played Grim Fandango, so I'm looking forward to playing Grim Fandango. But I have a feeling it's going to be one of those adventure games that probably push me away from adventure games, where it's like, sure. how do I make this yeah. knob interact with that light switch? Yeah, I'm like yeah, just yeah. clicking everything in the room with it. Like, I yeah. don't know what to it's do. It's definitely, uh, like, uh, over the past, whatever, 15 years since it came out... Uh, Adventure games have definitely become uh, more intuitive. Sure. Stuff like what what uh, Telltale does, and even like Broken Age. Uh, whereas uh, Grim Fandango was, was right on the edge of that. You know, it's it sort of. I'm Grim Fandango. You know, for lack of a better term, was sort of the end of that original. Uh, yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of air quotes going the, on there. Yeah, uh, end of the uh, sort of that original <laughs> era of adventure games, or at least the '90s era of adventure games, and it still had a lot of those old tenets of uh, having to combine X, Y, and Z. Yeah, to yeah. Make to make whatever's after Z. Yeah. Alpha. A hashtag. Hashtag. Make the hashtag work. Uh, Colin, what are you doing over there? You're looking at trophies. Yeah, just seeing what's... Uh, I was just thinking about uh, games that are coming up. Basically, a lot of games release dates are imminent when they their trophies are uploaded. Sure, so I was just sure. seeing if there's anything here that we were missing. But gotcha, 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 really. gotcha. Okay, good. Uh, let's go to the readers then. Eric writes in to beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says, Dear Greg, Colin, and Marty. Hi, Eric. Now that the Xbox One has officially lowered its price to $350, what is your prediction for when the PS4 drops its price? I imagine it must happen in 2015, even though the PS4 is still in the lead. So when do you think Sony will make its move? I think it'll be announced at E3. After all, there's no rush for them, but then again, they won't want Xbox One to catch up much in sales. Colin, when are they getting a price drop? Uh, I, don't, I still don't see there's any reason to drop the price of PS4. You, like, do you uh, think they'll wait until Xbox One has surpassed them? No, I just I don't. The con, like everything's relative, right? Like Xbox yeah. One is sold better than PS4, which is another thing we forgot to bring up actually during the news is that Xbox One outsold PS4 in December. Mm-hmm. So November and December it outsold in, which are very pivotal time. Xbox One has dropped its prices drastically, though. Like 150 bucks. Yeah, that's 30 percent. Yeah, uh, year, like over a year, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably eating it now on every console they sell. Yeah. So. Um, Sony's making a profit. PS4 uh, was originally assumed to have been profitable later, but but they confirmed more recently that it is profitable now. Um, so even if Xbox One is selling, say, 300,000 units a, a month, and they're selling 250,000 units a month, they probably don't care. You know, like they're they're st- like it's all optics. Like only only hardcore gamers like us, like that, really are engaged, even pay attention to the sales charts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to most people. Who cares? Uh, you but know, the price tag matters to people, right? The price tag does matter, but at the same time, if they're selling, the point is that they're selling two hundred fifty thousand units just as an argument's sake a month, yeah. which is only fifty thousand lower just for argument's sake than Xbox One. Then they're probably like, well, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah. what? like who cares? Like, we have no like the the extraordinary thing about PS4 sales specifically is that they've done it with no games. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, like, I know, like, I, know. like I love I love the lineup of PS4 games, but mostly the indie and the downloadable stuff is really great. Uh, but they have. There's nothing in the in the retail space that is exclusive to the system that is a really a must play game. Nothing. So, 
Um, Uncharted, Bloodborne, and The Order will be those three games for them this year, maybe. Especially, I think, Bloodborne and later Uncharted, I think, will really move units. So they're probably looking at their, 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 their marketing for this year. They're looking at all the statistics they have, being like, well, we haven't even released anything yet. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like we yeah. can, if we can sell these consoles at $400 with no games... Then imagine what we can do when our first parties start actually releasing things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, like I would not expect a price drop at all. I think it would be foolish for them to drop the price on a, on a financial level. But if they want to saturate the market quicker, um, then that makes sense. They've sold at this point, at, by the end of the year, or even before the end of the year, by Christmas, they had sold 18.5 million to consumers yeah. PS4s, which is an extraordinary number. It's probably closer to 19 million, maybe a little bit north of that. Now they're fine. You know, like yeah. they're totally fine. So is Microsoft. Yeah, I definitely don't imagine a price drop by E3, um, even by the end of the year. Yeah, personally, it seems uh, like the next E3, like a yeah, 2016 yeah, E3, would make definitely. sense. Definitely, or maybe like a that's a PSX announcement. What happens again? Sure, right at the end of the year. But I don't know. You want to do that before Christmas? You want mainstream press covering that? You want USA yeah, Today to talk absolutely. about? Absolutely. Uh, I could see a bundle, like you know, it's still 400 bucks, but you get. I mean, did that Drive Club free version? Well, now that, that's the new bundle, right? With Last yeah, of Us. Yeah, the Last of Us is their new value added bundle, where like all PS4s come with the Last of Us now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's oh. what I mean. That's what they're yeah. So I mean, it's like yeah, added I think value. I think the adding value to the console and not dropping the price makes sense because with a, with a first party game like The Last of Us, they don't have to pay anyone. They own that studio sure. and they own that game, so it's not like they own any they owe any money. It's like when they bundled Grand Theft Auto or Destiny, there certainly were deals there. Yeah. With this, that's just like well, we own this game. We've Suck already it, sold Chuck, ten no plus Ferrari for you. Aww. So yeah, I don't know. I, I understand why people you know you want you want value bang for your buck, and I get it, but. Financially, there's just no reason for them to do it. Yeah. yeah, they need like Sony more desperately than Nintendo or Microsoft really needs the money. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. Next question is what I like to call the combo pack. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's two Vita questions that kind of piggyback off each other. So I'm going to read them both and we'll unpack them together. I like a good combo pack. First I like part of things. the first pack of the combo comes from Simon Tucker. He says, "Dear Colin, Greg, and Marty's vertigo-inducing, ever non-rotating third chair." Whoa. I have some sad news. My day one PlayStation Vita recently took a tumble and its screen was destroyed. Oh. I was crushed. After almost three years of serving me mostly excellent indie games and the occasional first-party title, my baby died. My question for the crew is this: Do you think it is worth? Uh, to, do you think it is worth it to purchase a new Vita, or should I hold off and wait for the next PlayStation portable device? I didn't play my Vita all that often, except for the occasional Minecraft or Spelunky session, and to some and sometimes remote play with some Black Flag. So holding off wouldn't hurt much. But do you think Sony has any big announcements up its sleeve for 2015 that would justify picking up a Vita yet again? As usual, beyond. Now hold on. Before we do that, here we're gonna t- toss in Jay Reed's part of the combo pack. This was the combo pack. Jay Reed says, "Hey, Greg, Colin, and Marty, I want a handheld console. With the recent announcement of the new 3DS and the Vita seemingly near the end of its life cycle, is it worth holding out for a Vita 2 this year, or should I go with Nintendo? Thanks. Best of luck on your new ventures, beyond Jay Reed. All right, so we're gonna put it all together. Start unpacking it. Sure." Is there we a do, new? We've done a lot of unpacking. It's what we do now. That's that's our thing. Yeah. We're we're you know how there's some move- podcasts unpacked. There, yeah. <laughs> Marty. Yeah. Is there going to be a Vita announcement this year that makes Vita two a reality? Absolutely not. Okay. Will there ever be a Vita two? I don't. Th- God. I mean, y- there will be something. Yeah. But I can't. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, you know, um, like I can't imagine Sony going all in again for a more powerful, even more expensive piece of portable hardware, especially when you look at Japan and, God, I mean, riding the subway in Tokyo, everyone's on their phone. Right. Everyone's playing games on their phone. Um, 
Yeah, it just seems foolish. It's still, it's even weird to me. Like Nintendo still does, you know, great with the 3DS. Not yeah. as not as well as they did with the the original DS, but uh, it, it still even seems weird to me that we're getting this new 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like the mobile market is, you know, the the phones have so monopolized your time. You know, when yeah. you, when you're on a commute. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Definitely not this year. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, Colin. I said it before that Sony's crazy enough to do another Vita or another portable. Like I, I think that I like I think that of all the you know you, a company would usually look at something like Vita and be like, all right, well we we it's fine. Like it, we like it, we believe in it, but it's just not doing well, and we have to move on. I think Sony's cra- like actually crazy enough that yeah. they're gonna do another like another handheld. And um, whether it's a Vita or something new, I think it'll be a new Vita. Like what my 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 theory about it is that they'll do a Vita that's like maybe got some more accoutrements on or something or like something that's like maybe remove some things that you don't need like the back touchpad or whatever yeah. make it yeah. cheaper or like some something that makes it more I could definitely in- see another redesign that yeah, brings it down I would love down. a lot of internal memory or internal storage space sure like not have to worry about uh, your memory uh, cards. cards anymore yeah, yeah. yeah like I think the slim model which people are really enjoying I don't think that's the last of the Vita you've seen um, sure I agree with that I, too. I, I, to me like I think Sony realizes that Vita is just kind of trucking along mm-hmm. and that it's doing fine uh, in terms it's of fine. For something that doesn't get any marketing and no push from anyone but people that play it, it's actually a pretty extraordinary device. And I think uh, it has this ardent, hardcore following, I think, that would buy games for it forever. Just like PSP, they're still releasing PSP games. They released a PSP game last week in, in North America. People are buying it. you know. So it's like the Dark Revenant or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. You play it on Vita. But, um, so I think that like Vita's always going to have this audience that exists, and they're always going to want games. Yeah. And I, I don't think Vita's ecosystem will die for five plus years. Like I really believe that. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's the thing is like we're nowhere close. I think to a Vita two announcement, another redesign of a Vita. Sure, that always is. I yeah. think a possibility. Again, like you're saying, I could totally see them stripping more stuff out of it to bring it down. Like all right, now it's a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Now it's now it is bundled with the PlayStation Four and Last of Us, and it's only going to cost you fifty bucks more or something mm-hmm. weird like that, right? But a Vita two, I don't think you're going to see anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, going back to the first question, though, like if you have barely been playing it, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't replace it. Yeah, Minecraft and Spelunky occasionally, and then sometimes Black Flag, like remote play. I would say you can hold off for sure. Yeah, I definitely don't. Personally, remote play is not a reason for me to buy Vita. It's um, super rare when I use my remote play. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot, I mean, most of the times if I'm playing, you know, a AAA PS4 game, I want to play it and. You know, yeah, on your it. giant TV. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and if the the indie lineup that is there isn't really hooking you in now, it's probably not going to hook you in next year because I mean, the lineup there is incredible for Vita. So if if you're only uh, dabbling in you know Minecraft Spelunky, then I would say hold off. I was looking at uh, I've I've said this before, but NeoGaf has a really great um, thread that a, a a guy over there put together of all the upcoming Vita games. He did it last year, and he did oh, nice. it again this year. The whole kind of games is extraordinary. Like I, I was like looking at, it, I'm like this is awesome. Yeah. I like I love this thing. If like honest to God, if there was like if they were like you can only play one, you know, current piece of hardware, what would it be? I'd be like I'd play Vita. Yeah, like ten out of ten times would make that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like there's just so many great games coming up. You know, or games that look like they're well, there's already a lot of great games on it, and games that look like they will be great mm-hmm. coming to it this year. And I think. Um, I think for Japan and maybe even worldwide, maybe with the exclusion of PC, there are more announced Vita games coming than any other platform. So um, it's a pretty exciting time to own a Vita if you do. Yeah. But it's not for everyone. For Jay Reed, he's talking about should he hold out for a Vita 2 or go with Nintendo this year? I'd say go with Nintendo this year. If you're if you if you want to pull a handheld, you I mean you want to pull you know the trigger on something. You want to actually have something out there. Mm-hmm. The new 3DS has a bunch of good stuff. You probably missed a whole bunch of stuff on 3DS yeah. and I mean, DS that was Nintendo great. just had a strong direct with you know Majora's mm-hmm. Mask, right. Xenoblade, and new Fire Emblem. Yeah, and the Virtual Console's you know 
selection on there is pretty yeah. good too. I just downloaded Metroid, the original Metroid yesterday to play through it again. And I think it turns out at the end she's a girl. Yeah, I, <gasps> I heard that. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 funny. Like we were talking about Nintendo consoles. I'm kind of like thinking about buying a Wii U. And uh, but oh, it's like shit. it's the same thing with the 3ds. It's like I just want it for the virtual console. I don't even yeah. care about any of these games, with the exception of Zelda. Like I don't care about anything coming out for, including Star Fox for for uh, for Wii U. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. You have to buy these things for your own reasons, and your right. reasons aren't necessarily have to be justified by other people. Yeah, you have to justify them yourself. It's like yeah. I was talking about my Wii U. Like mm-hmm. I own a Wii U, and I bought it just to play Smash and Kart, and I knew that going in. And like yeah. so now that I'm playing Super Metroid, right I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, a bonus. It's been, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been yeah, we've been playing a lot of. You know, virtual console games. Yeah, on too, which yeah, is yeah. You're not excited for that Yoshi Woolly World. I might be. I'm very I, excited. For I that. liked Kirby. What was the Kirby one? Kirby's Epic, Epic Yarn. Yarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan D writes in and says, March 24, 2015, will be the 10th anniversary of the PlayStation Portable in North America. Wow, it's really quite really? exciting. Yeah. Wow. Right. I graduated in 05. Yeah, no, I mean, that's I, right. I, I that's right. Just, yeah, it is right. I remember I was one of the first people to pre-order at the local GameStop, and my first games were Metal Gear Acid and Need for Speed Underground Rivals. I still have my PSP, and it runs perfectly, except for the charging port. You have to plug it in right, or it won't charge at all. I went I went on to play a couple of Madden games and one or two MLB show, show the games, whatever. I, of course, got Metal Gear Solid Acid 2 in both Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories, the latter of which I recently repurchased on PSN. What are some of your favorite PSP launch titles in what games over the last 10 years have I missed out on? Thanks for the great podcast. You guys are the awesomest. I mean, my I remember when I bought mine. I waited till I graduated college, mm-hmm. and then that was like my thing. Like what I did, like the the Friday before I started my job at the Tribune, I like I went out and I'm like I'm gonna buy a, a PSP and yeah. some stuff. And I bought the PSP. I bought Ghostbusters on UMD, just the movie, just to have the movie, so I could watch it wherever I was. Uh, Luminous and Hot Shots Golf. Nice. And Luminous and Hot Shots Golf were superb. Yeah. So effing yeah. good. They Those were games were amazing. Above par. Oh. Wait, there it is. Above. above uh, I mean, they were very good. Yeah. <laughs> Below you want to be below, 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 below par, yeah, but it's above good. par. Sounds yeah. like you're doing better, yeah, yeah. Uh, par for the course. The first PSP game, the first time I played PSP was 2006, and because uh, I was poor uh, in college, and uh, my first game was uh, Valkyrie Pro- Profile Lenith. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I went back and played obviously the GTA games and stuff like that. I think PSP's lineup's actually really great. Uh, it's yeah. it, it's 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 deep, and there's a lot of like really weird stuff on it. Um, mm-hmm. Which is good, like like, and and a lot of like re-releases, remakes. Like I really liked uh, what was it, Dracula X Chronicles, or whatever, because yeah. Symphony of the Night was like built into it and stuff like that. Um, tactics, tactics, of course. Yeah. Mega Man powered up. Mega Man X, the yeah. Maverick Hunters. Um, there's a lot, and then later on, I mean, I think for me the swan song for the system was Final Fantasy IV Complete mm-hmm. and uh, Tactics like, Ogre. No. Oh, Tex, mm. cling to us. Yeah, let us cling together. Let us cling together. Cling let, to us. Cling to us. I, I, I absolutely adored, uh, just adored that game. And the la- that was the last game I played on my PSP, and my PSP started to die. Oh. Um, there oh, was, guy, there was like, it, it, it looked like Burning, but it wasn't. It was, it, like, the picture would appear twice, like, right next to each other, so it was, like, slightly shifted. Oh. And, like, you just had to deal with it. It and was, was a like, glasses-free 3D, actually. Exactly. I love and my I, PSP. So yeah. I couldn't, uh, that was the last time I played, and I, I remember... It was around GDC 2011, maybe, or 2012, when I last played my PSP. I don't even know where the hell it is, to be honest. I have my, my drawer in there. Uh, uh, PSP Go went with me, obviously. That's yeah. the one I still have at home. That's it couldn't have been mine. 2012, because I was like all on Vita then. So it must have been 2011. Yeah, I actually played my... I mean, all of those games, amazing. Peace yeah. Walker, all that. Yeah, uh, that game you've missed that you need to play is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is so good. Yeah, although not on 
it's, there's better ways to play it now than on the PSP. I disagree. Really? I mean, yeah, you could play in HD or whatever, but then the world looks not great. You know what I mean? It looks so yeah. good on the thing, and the fact the portability was such a big part of it. And the fact of like I'm on the train and I would just ping random hotspots like on the train just yeah. to collect more people yeah. and put them into Mother Base. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could do it on Vita now, but the stick with me. Yeah, the Vita version is just the PSP version, so it doesn't have trophies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, why would I play it there? And you can play for trophies online or on uh, PS4, but then it's like. It doesn't look yeah. as good. Or is it PS3? It's PS3. Sorry, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. We forgive you. Thank you. Also, last time I, I played my, v, or my PSP, actually last year, uh, to play through Mother 3 in English. Nice. That was not a PSP game. Also, no. That was Emulated. I'm pretty sure what I downloaded was illegal. But. Sure. A lot of people that a lot of people hack that PSP right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the, 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 emula- the emulation on on PSP was the reason that like hardware sold so well, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, I don't think anyone doubts that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Mother Three was a game that people would gladly have purchased if they released it here. It's not Nintendo. Uh, another one to toss out: Valkyria Chronicles Two. I think uh, superior to Valkyria Chronicles One in terms Ooh, of a portable game that. and go. Yeah. So good. I mean, just pick up and play those battles. Like that was yeah. that's one of those games where I just want to you know be able to do it at my own speed yeah, and whatever. Play, not yeah, be play a single battle. That's yeah. ten minutes. And away. then they did a great thing of doing DLC packs with more missions after mm-hmm. the fact and more people to collect. It was like, yes, yeah, do that again. Yeah, please bring the number three from Japan to Vita. Yeah, wait, you have a you have a JPEG. On I this. do. Well, this is a good, uh, of course, Colin. You know we have a segment here. Mm. One of our favorites called the Worst PlayStation Network Name of the Week. A lot of people, what they do is they send in screenshots of the uh, name, so I know it's real. And this one, I just thought it would be easier to transfer over. Gotcha. This one comes from Rob Mather in St. Louis. Ran across this person a couple of months ago while playing Destiny. I'm a pretty laid back guy, but this really offended me. Picture attached. Uh, first off, I want I want to show you one. It's just he's using the little cow logo, the cute oh, little cow, cute. little cute, yeah. cute, cute cow. Yeah. My kids love anal. Anal spelled A N U L. All one word. My kids love anal. Jesus. <laughs> Shoot, I let them change their names. <laughs> Even though I doubt this man. Hashtag is. let them change. Let them change. That's a good one. Ladies that's a gentlemen. terrible one, but that's a, a, a good sure. example yeah, of why good, you should. Good, yeah. bad, PlayStation yeah. name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 378. Remember, this is IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Each and every Tuesday, we post it as an MP3 and video on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, and of course, podcast services around the world. If you want to keep up with Colin and I, now that we don't work here, you follow us on Twitter. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. If you want to keep up with IGN, they're IGN. And of course, Marty is Mick Biggity. Two G's. Two T's. Yes, sir. Also, come to IGN, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to Prime, buy shirts on splitreason.com slash IGN, because all that keeps these mics on and keep you coming back. Ooh, I you thought you saved yourself. Tense. I, I, I just run. It was an audible. I just run and run and run. Yeah, just zig and zag, do what an, I want out an there. An audible is one right before a play. You change the play. Kill. <laughs> kill, kill. Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up, where we play a song submitted by you, the community. Today's song comes from Alessandro. Am I saying that? Alejandro. No, it's got two S's. So Alessandro. Alessandro. I said it right. Got it. but he's British. Alessandro. Alessandro. Godossi? Godossi? Guadiosi? Guadiosi. All right. Hey, he's getting his song played. Don't get in my face about it. Alessandro Guadiosi. Hey, Greg, Colin, and Marty. I wanted to put forward a song of mine that I wrote as it was inspired by the game title of Devil May Cry. Mm -hmm. It's a dark pop groove and would love the opportunity for it to get played on the podcast. See the attached MP3. I did. That's why it's getting played. You can see all my tracks at www.soundcloud.com slash A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-O-D-I-O-S-I. It's his name, but I wanted to spell it out. That is a URL. What does URL stand for? 
Uh, Universal Rectify Link. Rectify Link. Redirect? Maybe. Oh, that is a good one. Hope you guys enjoy it. All the best with your new venture. Well, thank you, Alessandro. It's a pleasure to hang out with you. Did I do that one right? Mm -hmm. Alessandro? Alessandro? I'm learning. I I know the song by Lady Gaga. That's easy. Alessandro. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm trying not to do because there's S's in this one. Alessandro. Thank you, Alessandro. Thank you for listening and watching, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.